3: How you doing? DFS
4: Today, it's week 13, the second part of week 13. We had Thanksgiving on Thursday, and a happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. I hope you had all the turkey you want, all the pie, all the cakes, all the stuffing, uh, and everything else to go with it. Joe, what's going on, bud? Uh,
5: I would say that Mike Blewett hit the eggnog a little hard. (laughs) This week, I'm telling you right now, he is definitely uh, ready to go. You're like Superman. You kind of flew into the set right here this morning, and uh, very impressive.
4: You know, this looks like a finely tuned machine right here. It looks like it. It's not always easy making it this way. It's all illusion. It is. There's a lot of wires and strings attached to me uh, (laughs) to make me look uh, even as uh, marginally decent as I look today, but we're happy to have you here on uh, The Grid. Appreciate it. Uh, You're going to get an edge today for DFS, uh, along with Joe and myself. You want to follow Joe on Twitter, that's at Joe 17 I'm at Mike Blewett. Uh so I think an important part as we got through the the Thursday games, which are really fun slate. I, I won a little bit on DFS. I didn't uh, hit the big money, but Kenny Galladay was a huge key for me. Uh funny part is the contest that I was in where it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar first prize uh the only guys he used from the night game, the winner, were Jerry Cook and the Saints D. So he loaded up with Mitch Trubisky, who went 338 and three touchdowns. Uh, he had David Montgomery. He had Allen Robinson. He had Kenny Galladay. So that first game uh, where he utilized a lot of people, he probably used some late swaps. Uh, to move some things around, but uh, you know, you thought people might win by loading up on the night game. It's not what happened.
5: No, it's the opposite, and it's funny. We almost got the David Blau miracle too. It was unbelievable. It we was were great. so Close to it was unbelievable. And he was I'll, really good. He was. He did a good job, and, and that's the thing we keep talking about. You know, sometimes these quarterbacks, when they go first shot out of the gate, it's their best opportunity to be good because nobody's game planned them for. There's no film on them. Kind of happened with Brandon Allen a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we might even see it today because the Denver Broncos have a new quarterback with Drew Luck. So anything can happen here. It's Sunday, and uh, you're right. And when it gets to tournaments, too, that's why. paying down for some quarterbacks is always the wiser decision. Now, we're going to get to some of those, I know, today, too, because guys like Andy Dalton are just 4600 on DK. He's coming back. Yeah. Got a couple other guys out there cheap, but uh, when you pay down for quarterback yeah, on, the, uh, on the tournament slate, usually, especially on the shorter one, it's worth your time to do it if you can get it effectively. And look, Trubisky and Blau actually did enough to be decent returns for their price.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I think one thing, too, this time of year, we've been talking about it uh, as we creep into the fourth quarter of the season is weather becomes a bigger factor in evaluating some of these games so right out of the gate you're taking a look before any weather reports you're saying oakland and kc is going to game that you really want to stack or tampa bay at Jacksonville's game that you're going to want to stack because james can't stop throwing the ball well we have wind and rain and temperature issues with those two games now are they enough for you in those two games or any others to impact how you evaluate the games
5: Uh, You look, I think whenever you get to a spot where it's massive amounts of wind, that's where you're concerned. Wind is the thing to me that's always more worrisome, and a good case in point is... Uh, take a look at that Pats-Eagles game a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of wind in that game. Scoring yeah. came way down. Sideways rain. Uh, the sideways rain in the Dallas game certainly too. But, I mean, just rain, generally speaking, that doesn't actually bother me. In fact, it's actually sometimes lends itself when you have quarterbacks with big arms to big plays because it's very difficult for those corners. Remember, they're running backwards, and the receivers are running forwards. So when you have guys like Mike Evans or DJ Shark or, or Chris Godwin in a game like that, you know, it's a lot tougher to guard those kind of guys, so as long as you can get the ball downfield and Winston and Foles clearly can, that doesn't concern me. It's the wins sometimes that do, but I think in this one, both should be okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right now, to to give you the one sense of the two games that sustained win are the ones that I mentioned, and in Kansas City, at kickoff, it's going to be 36 degrees, winds 20 miles out, 20 miles an hour out of the Northwest. Should be about that 20 to 18 miles an hour winds, so we will guess get Gus get higher than that, potentially. But Mahomes is the guy that we're talking about potentially being impacted by it. Mm -hmm. And he might have the strongest arm in the league. So you're probably less concerned with him than maybe any other quarterback.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, Mahomes you're not worried about, I think, in in most of the scenarios. Plus, he has no run game anyway. Yeah. So what are we doing? We're going to throw the football, and maybe it means a little bit more Kelsey, a little bit more underneath stuff too. Maybe a little more Sammy Watkins than necessarily Tyreek Hill. But I wouldn't be concerned with that one. On the other side of this one with Carr, there's some slight concern there. However, when you think about the way the Raiders' offense is supposed to run. It's supposed to run through Josh Jacobs. It's supposed to run through Darren Waller, which is also a lot of underneath stuff. So I would actually say it's okay. I would not fade away from this game either. And I think that the people who do, that's a good thing because that just means the ownership gets a little lower on a game that's already probably very hyped.
4: Yeah, so how about Tampa Bay at Jacksonville? We got Jameis. I mean, Jameis has been really unbelievable as far as fantasy is concerned. The interceptions have been a problem, but as he tampers them down a little bit, Godwin and Evans are still money.
5: Uh, they are. And, and let's not forget about the other side of this game, too. I know Nick Foles hasn't been outstanding since he came back. Last game, not so great. The game before, very good. And DJ Shark was very active in that one against the Colts. Yeah. I would expect more of that today. I would expect even some of those secondary guys, the Connollys, the Westbrooks of the world, those guys to kind of... Also be at least in play if you're looking for some lineup builders, but I think Shark is still that main guy you want going against that Tampa secondary. And let's be honest, the Tampa secondary has not played well all year. There's no reason not to think that it's going to be the same. This and they haven't covered anybody Sunday. for a few it's,
4: years now. I'm not they gonna, really I, haven't. And, I, and it's funny because you look at the numbers against the
5: run, and part of the reason the numbers against the run are so good for the Tampa Bay defense is because nobody runs on them because you don't have to. You're just going to throw on them all day, so it's a little inflated in that sense. But look, I think if you're looking for that full. Point PPR Godwin's the lean if you're looking for that big play day that big you know huge number not that Godwin can't do it because he has I think maybe you lean towards Evan on that side but I I think all these guys are in play this week and and both quarterbacks as well but I would definitely I would fade the running backs with uh, Ronald Jones but not so much with Fournette yeah I, I know everyone's gonna look at that and say oh wow they rank so high Fournette's been catching the football. I would not fade Fournette in this game either because that's still a big part of this offense. And when they did get away from getting him the football, they started to get L's, and I think they realized that that's kind of the secret sauce is making sure Fournette. And I
4: agree. Play. I think the biggest point you made that I, I that I agree with is I think Tampa being able being a stout run defense is overrated. I yeah. think because teams have been able to pass on them so easily. I think the reality is that people just haven't run the ball on them uh, that much. So the totals of the rushing yards allowed and some of the other rushing statistics Probably look better than they actually are. When they're facing a very run focused team like Jacksonville, whose offense runs through Fournette, I'm not going to take Fournette out of lineups. Maybe no I don't own him as high a percentage as I have in other weeks, like last week when we really liked him. But uh, I think he's actually a
5: contrarian player this week.
4: Yeah, which is good. I'll take Perfect. a guy like that on a contrarian play anytime. Anytime a player is. There's three times where I really want to take a player in a tournament a talented player with low ownership a talented player with um, whose pricing has come down to, to a certain extent. really those two major points. Yeah. So uh, that has started to happen with Kenny Galladay the other day. I knew he was going to be highly owned, so I jumped on him to uh, in the Thanksgiving game. And I Kenny Galladay
5: sport- is the kind of guy that only needs to touch the football two or three times to That's right. return investment.
4: You were done you, were, you, were, yeah, you, you got were done one play. Down,
5: you were good to go. Yeah,
4: 75-yard touchdown, you were good to go. So, uh, all right, San Francisco and Baltimore is the absolute uh, – showstopper game of the day. So is there anybody in particular you like there? Do you think the defenses will dominate as they have played really well as of late, or do you think this is uh, all hands on deck for the offenses?
5: I actually prefer the Ravens defense in this one, to tell you the truth, Mike. I like the Ravens defense on the other side of this one. Lamar Jackson's been so good all year, and uh, I know a lot of people are just kind of moving away from him. I actually think in a lot of ways he's a contrarian play today, too. Uh, So far, no one's had the ability to stop him, and I don't think it stops today.
4: Yeah. Again, Lamar had a slightly lower ownership. I'll I'll jump on board with that. So we're going to go through all the position groups for the rest of the hour on DFS today. Stay with here, stay with us here on the grid. Pluto channel 517, Zumo Channel 719, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. We'll be right back.
3: DailyRodo.com.
2: Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome back to The Grid. Appreciate you spending your end of your holiday weekend with us. Hope you're uh, so uh, good holiday for you. What was yeah. the highlight of your meal?
5: Highlight of the meal, the ham was exquisite. See, I'm more of a ham guy at Thanksgiving than the you turkey guy. You are a guy. huge ham. Ha- <laughs> 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 you're funny guy, Mike. Yeah, right. funny guy. Uh, no, but uh, the ham was very good. We did a nice little like uh, corn souffle kind of thing. I was like a cornbread kind of thing in there. Like that it. was very good. Uh, it's all good, you know. And I also got the uh, the apple pie from the Good Place. The Good Place, the uh, delicious orchard's place. A little pop for that. Maybe nice. they'll send me a good pie. How about you, Mike? You get any? Uh...
4: I'm I'm a huge dessert person, so like I, I will save a little bit of room at the end of the meal to ensure that I you uh, do I the get pie a little sampler
5: where you go out. You get like the apple and the pumpkin and the pecan. You do all of them.
4: No, we did have apple pie, uh, which I took advantage of, but we really. Um, we have, the, we have a, a place in our our neighborhood that does these pound cakes, which doesn't sound that exciting. No, no. A good pound cake is a good and pound cake. And I've brought one, so you're going to get a sample uh, after this uh, hour. Special. But speaking of this hour, we are filming between 8 and 9 Eastern, which is important to you because... Some items may change. We've talked about weather already. Uh, we got Zach Ertz is a guy that's uh, a little banged up today, and Carson Wentz is a quarterback that we like, so that could impact his projections potentially. But uh, what we're going to focus on right now is the running back position. So let's go to it. we got Christian McCaffrey at the top of the projections today. It feels like it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk about him being at the top of the projections and being able to play him, but here we are.
5: And, of course, you can. The trick with playing Christian McCaffrey is always the same thing. How do you forward the rest of it? It's a little bit easier today. It's easier if you're playing the early slate only. I think you can find ways to work that in. You do have to go to the bottom. Maybe you're also looking for guys like uh, Philip Lindsay potentially, in the full slate, uh, maybe kind of pairing them together. Uh, I think that's a decent way to kind of work both of those guys in. But it's always very difficult because they are you know, you're going stars and scrubs if you're doing that with McCaffrey and you both guys to basically hit. And you definitely McCaffrey too. And, and I don't think that's going to be a problem today. I think there's actually a lot of value in the middle in this group when you're talking about guys like Le'Veon Bell, uh, Aaron Jones coming off that really bad game for the Green Bay Packers against the Chargers, which was no surprise. Because if you'd watched, uh, excuse me, against the 49ers, because if you watched a couple weeks ago against the Chargers, you saw that pass rush just eat up Aaron Rodgers in that line alive. So it was no surprised that Aaron Jones struggled in that game because the offensive line was bad. But they get the Giants today here at the Meadowlands. And I think Aaron Jones will bounce back pretty well, Mike.
4: Yeah, so I, an
5: important note,
4: too, is just based on the schedule. We got no Dalvin Cook on the main slate. We got no Chris Carson on the main slate. So there's players missing that we would normally like to play. But ultimately, uh, Chris McCa- Christian McCaffrey. So, again, New England at Houston tonight. We have Minnesota at Seattle uh, tomorrow. So any of those backs that would be involved uh, will not be on the main slate. And, and I, just to give you a sense of where our – our projections are at uh, on Daily Rota right now. Main slate, running backs on FanDuel. Christian McCaffrey, 25.52 points. The next one, and the guy we're going to talk about next, is Leonard Fournette at 17.48. So a massive gap there. It gives you some sense of how we feel that McCaffrey could do against Washington today. Um, he's going to be chalky, but the chalk isn't always wrong, uh, except for on Thursday when Michael Thomas (laughs) didn't produce for the first time the whole year. Uh, I got taken down with that as well, but uh, Leonard Fournette, the next guy up. In in a windy day in Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm all in on Fournette. I, I said earlier, I don't get concerned at all about this whole ranking of the Tampa Bay defense, although they are very good. Let's not forget how active Fournette's been in the passing game, which is very... They're going to have to lean on him heavily in this game, not just because of the conditions, but because that's the identity of this football team. Plus, the more you try to keep that Tampa Bay offense off the field, the better chance you have to win this football game. And I think this is a huge game for Jacksonville. I feel like we say that every week, Yeah. but they keep putting themselves in these situations where they have to win, have to win, have to win. And if Foles should struggle in this game, I wonder if they do consider going back to Minshew. I don't know if they should, but I'm starting to wonder if they might consider that, and I don't know what that's going to do to anything personally. I think you go with Fournette today, and I think you go with DJ Shark especially, and you can go with Foles. You can actually do that trio today against Tampa, and I think it pays off pretty well as a stack.
4: Uh, I, I'm, I'm down with that, and I, I don't think they'll move back to Minshew. I, I think it's Foles the rest of the year. I think they have to give him an opportunity to get back into a groove considering the money that they paid him, the fact that he didn't really have any opportunity at the beginning of the season to get into uh, a mode with these guys. Uh, I I think these last five games are all his. So let's get to the next guy on our projections, and that is Saquon Barkley. So they're going to be playing out here at 1 o'clock MetLife, which is uh, right behind us here. Uh, The weather today, which I think some people are concerned about here, I can tell you that It really isn't that bad right now. It's a little chilly. Uh, We expect some flurries and some rain, but it's expected to be a little bit later in the day. So I think first half you'll see virtually no precipitation. Second half you might see a little bit. It isn't terribly windy, but uh, Saquon Barkley, a guy I feel like we haven't talked about in a while because he's been banged up and because the Giants haven't really produced very much.
5: Uh, And Saquon hasn't produced very much either. A couple weeks ago, we were looking at him at 7,900. There was a great opportunity there. uh, And unfortunately, it just didn't happen. And now he's at 76 over on FanDuel. And I got to be honest with you, I'm still... Concerned, he's got just 13 fantasy points over the last two weeks. I understand all the numbers look really good uh, with him against Green Bay potentially, as a you know just from a fantasy standpoint. But I'll tell you what, I prefer Aaron Jones in this one. And I know Aaron Jones has had some clunkers too, but last week I cannot, I can't blame those games on Aaron Jones because when Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough time to even hike the ball. There's very little you can do. The Giants' defense is not very good. They don't get to the quarterback very well. They don't do a lot of things well. They that was actually a well. compliment. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's awful.
5: It's awful. All right. I was trying yeah. to be nice. It's awful. That's yeah. that's uh, Mike's uh Mike's less polite than I am, I guess. Yeah. Which is funny because you wouldn't think that. Yeah. You would think I'm the less
4: this pocket polite. Pocket square guy. makes you think that I'm polite. Not yeah. Really.
5: Actually, actually, politeness comes with this pocket <laughs> square. A lot of people don't know that. But you know what? I, I even think that. Um, In this one, when you're looking at other running backs, too, in this slate, I think Le'Veon Bell is a guy you can't forget because the floor of Le'Veon Bell and Cash is so good. The matchup against the Bengals is really good as well. Uh, You look at the potential for a touchdown. Last week we talked about him, too. Even if he doesn't get that touchdown, I still feel like Le'Veon Bell is a really good return. And I'll tell you what, Mike. Once we turn the page into November, it becomes Derrick Henry season. And if you listen to last week's show, you, we heard how much you like Derrick Henry over here. And I just I can't get away from that. When you get to this time of year, the Titans' offense is playing a bit better. The Tannehill's really good. Tannehill's played very well since he came over there. He's making Top plays five QB with the fantasy. He's doing everything that you ask him to do. Now I don't love any of the receivers. But that makes me like Derrick Henry even more because I feel like Henry just keeps getting that volume and volume is king. That's one of these things we always talk about here on the show at Daily Roto especially. So uh, when I'm looking at this one, that's another guy to me that just absolutely pops. And on the full point PPR, keep in mind Philip Lindsay against the Chargers. Also keep in mind Eckler in that game as well. I know they're moving to quarterback there in Denver, so Drew Locke's going to get his uh, start there, his first debut. And um I'll tell you what, Mike, when you look at this one, I think that Eckler's another guy you go back to. Uh, Even though Gordon has played pretty well recently... I'm looking in that full-point PPR, and I'm thinking is a really good value where he is price-wise on DK. Him and Lindsey both don't usually like the two running backs in the same game. We did last week. It was Fournette and Derrick Henry at work then. I think in this one we go back to the well one more time.
4: We talked about Derrick Henry. What about uh, Jonathan Williams on the other side of the ball there? He had a very productive game against the Houston Texans on that Thursday, in that Thursday night loss. But uh, do you like him again today? Gets you see enough volume that he could be valuable?
5: Uh, you know what? I struggle because I don't see the upside in terms of scoring there. And I think what you're seeing is a lot of underneath stuff now. You're seeing all these injuries kind of take their toll. More footage on these guys is coming out. For me, I'm actually going to pass on Williams today just because I don't like the implied total for the Colts there. I think they're going to struggle to put points on the board. And, uh, look, they they really don't have a lot to attack downfield with either. Not that that was their game in the first place, but at least it kept some defenses honest. I think Tennessee will stack. They will stop the run. And I think once you do that – they become very easy to defend this
4: week. Few more rapid fire players. Miles Sanders against my-, my Miles Sanders against Miami Nick Chubb going up against the Steelers here. Joe Mixon going up against the Jets any opportunity for Mixon and Bell to both be productive today. Uh last one Kenyon Drake. Any of those four names?
5: Uh you know, Kenyon Drake a little bit Uh, I think when you look at uh, how that Rams D just completely got ran over
4: uh,
5: by Baltimore, I think that one makes a little bit of sense, especially because uh, with Kyle Murray having that little hamstring issue he's going to play. But still, I think you still want to run that football, so I think Kenny Drake's going to be very active there. But I'm going to fade Mixon. I'm even going to fade Chubb, too. I'd actually prefer Hunt on DK to Chubb. Again, he doesn't have to touch the ball a whole lot to get points, just has to catch half a dozen.
4: Yeah, agreed. We're going to come back. Speaking of catching, we're going to come back and talk about The guy's catching the ball today. Wide receivers will be next on DFS Today. It's Mike and Joe on the grid. If you're in New Jersey, come down and get yourself one of these. Tip betting sheet from Daily Roto. Sports grid betting model. Gabe Morenzi's best bets. Be right back on the grid. Talking wide receivers. You want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Well, dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's D-U-N-K. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com backslash dunk, DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So uh, let's get to it. Let's try to make some millionaires out of this wide receiver set. We'll go over a whole bunch uh, more than we did even running backs and we get started uh with the top of the projections right now on FanDuel and the main slate which is Tyreek Hill uh been a while since we've seen him at the top of the list they've played some you know he's obviously out uh for portions of the season they've played uh outside of the main slate for a little bit and now here we are Right yeah. back the well, thought. it's nice
5: to see him on the field. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, You're definitely nice to see him on the field for a change. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's he always got knocked a, out of that last game. Yeah, he's always a good tournament play because again, this is one of those guys does not have to touch the football a ton to be active. It's a really good matchup against the uh, Oakland Raiders today, especially at home. So you got to like that one as well. But. I feel like there's some better values here, and the one that really pops to me, the number one receiver on my board is Devontae Adams. We're talking about target share. We're talking about red zone looks. We're talking about all the things that you want out of a DFS wide receiver. Plus, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming off an awful, awful game and bouncing back against, as Mike so astutely pointed out earlier, an awful, awful Giants defense. So why wouldn't you want to go right to that well, make that work? I, To me, Devontae Adams is number one on the board. I know the projections might say Tyreek Hill, but uh, I'll order from my. I'll argue for my guy Adams any day of the week.
4: Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Adams three hundred dollars cheaper on FanDuel, and I. I, I think the, I The sense I would get is that. Here, here's why I'm thinking of Tyreek Hill. I, I like them both, obviously, but I think if there was no weather issues at all surrounding either game, and the, I think the people are more concerned about the Chiefs game. I think the Chiefs would blow the doors off the Raiders, and they may, they may do that anyway. But I think people are probably putting a a slight ceiling on their scoring as a result of that weather, and I don't think it's really going to impact it that much. I don't so, think I
5: don't think it's going to impact it either, yeah. and it's so much if they have a lead or not. Don't you feel like they don't have a running game to? Yeah, sit on anyway. Yeah, it's not really their mo at this point. The Chiefs don't have anybody to really run the football. Where you know, and from no a Frank DFS Gore perspective, there. there's
4: certainly nobody to well, count no, on.
5: Certainly not from a DFS perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just look at. A massive overcorrection game here from the Packers, so I like Jones and Adams, and I know that's a weird thing to say, well, how do you like them both? Well, I like them both because of the volume of Adams and the and the touchdown okay. upside of Aaron Jones. He's not going to go you know, a lot of games in a row without a touchdown. We've seen that already. He was just absolutely red hot and one of the best in the business at scoring touchdowns. So for me, those are those guys. But there's a lot of other high-quality wide receiver talent on the board today.
4: Uh, okay, so next guy. Speaking of uh, talent and a guy that had – was in the uh, throes of a good game last week, and Jarvis Landry uh, stole a little bit of his thunder. It was Odell Beckham Jr. How do you like him today against the Steelers?
5: always like him more as the value play there. Uh, I think when you're looking at him and Odell, and this was kind of the argument we had last week too, uh, we had on Roto Experts in the morning, we had uh, myself, Jim Day, and um, Davis Maddock. We all took a Browns wide receiver. They both took Odell. I took Landry. Not that I was looking for the narrative revenge game, but uh, he did have the better game because, look, he's been getting more targets. He's been getting a high volume. He's also got a touchdown in the last three games in a row. So. I'm looking at this one he had a good game last time out against the Steelers Steelers defense will be ready to play today in Pittsburgh I like this total a little bit less I like the the uh the Cleveland Browns a lot more last time when they were at home on the road. Don't like it as much. But I actually think Landry is that nice kind of guy that fits in the middle. Another guy that kind of fits in that upper to middle tier is DJ Shark, who I talked about in that earlier segment. I just love his ability today. Love the upside for the touchdown. He is truly the number one guy there, and he's been very impressive. And I still feel as impressive as the stats have been, he kind of gets forgotten about, Mike.
4: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, look, he, he was leading the league. I don't know where it's at now, but he was leading the league in touchdown receptions.
5: Yeah, at one point he won.
4: Yeah, at, at eight. Uh, I think he may be tied for it now. We can look that up during the break. But nonetheless, DJ Shark's been really productive. Uh, Let's talk about the Bucs receivers, both of them now. I mean, obviously they're in another good position today. Is yeah. there one that you like more than the other, or are we just sort of playing a little bit of both in our lineups?
5: I'm going to lean slightly, and ever so slightly, if I had to pick only one to Godwin, just because I feel like the steady volume of Godwin is always, even his bad games are still pretty good, whereas Evans, the bad games are not great. And I feel like that's the perspective I would take. If I'm going to favor one in GPP, I'm probably going to favor Evans a little bit more just because he has that huge touchdown upside. But I think Godwin is the higher floor potentially, a little bit safer. And I actually think this is a week where you could play both of them. I know that sounds a little crazy, but I think you can because that secondary is not very good. Jacksonville is the 22nd ranked defense. They are not very good. Okay, since they dealt Jalen Ramsey too, they don't cover anybody. So for me, this is a no brainer here. I like both these guys. And in that similar price range, it's got to be our boy that we always talk about here on the show, and that's DJ Moore. Yep. I mean, DJ Moore just keeps getting it done, and finally the touchdown correction came. We've been waiting for it, Mike, and it finally did come. And, I mean, I just absolutely love DJ Moore at 6800 there. He's the same price over on DK2. He's worth every penny. Volume, touchdown upside, everything. Great matchup. What's not to like with DJ Moore? I mean, really, what's not to like
4: I mean, I like him. He's been uh, heavily targeted all year. They're going up against a, a defense that can't really stop anybody. Who's also missing Ryan Kerrigan, their top pass rusher, 139 games in a row. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan finally is going to miss a game. Uh, a couple of value guys, I think that it's important to talk about Christian Kirk against the Rams. Sammy Watkins. We talked Tyreek Hill at the top of the board, but Sammy Watkins going up against this Raiders secondary.
5: Yeah, Sammy Watkins definitely on that board. If you want to get a little wacky, too, uh, Terry McLaurin at 58 because they will be from behind. And Paul McLaren? Richardson. Is out
4: too for yeah. Washington, so he concentrates targets even more. And let me tell you, McLaurin's
5: been okay. I know the numbers don't necessarily bear it out incredibly so, but since Haskins has taken over and one of those touchdowns he had got called back with McLaurin last week was a pretty decent PPR day, so I think that's a guy that's in play. Also, some of those lesser guys in that Jacksonville attack, the guys like Connolly, guys like Westbrook, you can also make a case for some of them. But I think this is a week where you want to pay up at wide receiver, pay down at running back. Personally, that's the way I would go, especially with McCaffrey at 11K. It's very expensive. I think you can have one of these guys like Adams or Evans, one of those top dog guys, maybe a Sharker, DJ Moore, and then you know kind of continue to, to pivot down to some of the rest of these dudes down there. But to me, I think you can get away with the running back productivity that's in the mid to low tier, whereas wide receiver, I just think you're playing from behind today, Mike.
4: Yeah, uh, a couple more guys uh, to talk about from a value standpoint point Alshon Jeffrey back in the lineup for the Eagles we're going to end up talking a lot about the Eagles today simply because uh, they're playing Miami and then Devontae Parker uh, going up against them Devontae Parker I- isn't sexy but he's been producing because they've been down every week he's
5: had 10 targets in le- in each of his last three games yeah. uh, Philadelphia is a bad secondary Ryan Fitzpatrick going to throw the football they can't run the ball with any effectiveness whatsoever so Devontae Parker has really built himself into a really high-floor, good DFS player. Yeah. And I can't believe it's happened. I can't believe it took us all this time, but we finally got here. Funny it's happening on a free agent year for Devontae Parker, but I'm sure he's going to turn this into cash. But right now, he's got a chance to turn into cash for you because Parker has been steady. He's got touchdown upside. They should be playing from behind because Miami is usually playing from behind. And really, there's no other target out there. There's nobody else that you can really make a case for on a consistent basis on this team in terms of any other fantasy-worthy pl- worthy player besides Devontae Parker.
4: How about Alshon Jeffrey, Tyler Boyd, two more guys? Uh,
5: I can't him. get there with either of them. And, I, and you know, the difficult thing is if I had to pick one, I would take Boyd. Yeah, just because but Dalton's
4: back in the lineup.
5: Well, Dalton's back in the lineup, and the target volume was there. Now, the problem was Boyd wasn't catching them. If you go back and look at the game log for Tyler Boyd, yeah, the targets were there when Dalton was there.
4: The Steelers game last week, too, if you saw the way in which Tyler Boyd produced – It was back-to-back plays, both fluky, jump balls. He caught them both. Nice efforts on both, so you... Cash those tickets. He's a good wide receiver. Those, I mean, but, he had 1,000
5: yards last week. But year. it
4: was Finley throwing a jump ball where he, he out-jumped uh, the, the Steelers' defensive back. I think it was Mike Hilton. And then on uh, the subsequent play, a uh, jump ball for well, a touchdown. And
5: you would think also, again, Cincinnati with their defense probably playing from behind, probably have to continue to be aggressive through the air. Yeah. The Jets actually defend the run pretty well. So Boyd would be the guy. I think three the three Jets
4: will use. put up that many points. I mean, the great job last week against the Raiders. I but, do.
5: I think they're looking at 28 today. I yeah, really do. Yeah. I,
4: I, I think... The Jets have gotten crushed here locally for the first half of the year, and they deserved it. But
5: they played better recently.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think – I think this – Jets' team that we're seeing now is the team that we expected for most of the year, a team that could knock out seven or eight wins. The way it looks now, the Jets are going to end up with six, maybe even seven wins, and they missed Darnold for five weeks.
5: Yeah, and look, the other thing you can take out of what you've seen recently from the Jets is last week's Robbie Anderson performance. Because I think when you look at last week's Robbie Anderson, all of a sudden him getting involved, that means Darnold getting more aggressive. I agree. Starting to throw the ball downfield. So we're used to see like 14 targets going to James Crowder. Now, I think Robbie Anderson was
4: a guy that in seasonal leagues, I was telling everybody you should get a piece of Robbie Anderson. Oh,
5: sure, why not? And today he's just 4,800 over on DK, so there's a perfect lineup builder guy. So if you want Darnold, and we'll get to him in the quarterback section, he is a perfect pairing there because that's that guy for 4,800, all he's got to do is catch a touchdown or have a nice PPR day, and boom, he's already gone three times value for you. It's not that difficult for him to do that. Great matchup there against yeah. the corners in Cincinnati. Not very That's good right. to me. I think we have been no very much rush. on Crowder all year. Yeah, and I feel like now is the time where you're starting to move past that a little bit, and we're starting to see Darnell get more confident.
4: And I think that price, and now Anderson, that price is what we talked about at the top of the show. Anytime you get a player with that kind of opportunity and that level of talent, I'm not saying Robbie Anderson is an elite talent, but I'm saying Robbie Anderson is a talented guy that and he's could a be a really. Pre- yes, right. Uh, at $4,800, you have to take a piece of him. It doesn't mean you jam him in every lineup, but I think you definitely get a piece of Robbie Anderson today uh, at that kind of pricing. So, uh,
5: Slayton's another guy that
4: comes to mind, too. Because Golden Tate out with a concussion. Yeah,
5: Golden Tate being out, and Sterling Shepard having all these concussion issues recently, too. I'm always worried about him finishing a game, potentially. Whereas Slayton, I think the... I know the Giants are going to be behind in this one, so I would think Slayton's that guy that has a nice upside in this one, too. But it's tough. I mean, you'd love to make a case for Cortland Sutton. He had a good first game of Brandon Allen. I don't know if I want to attempt fate twice. Do you, Mike?
4: Yeah, I mean.
5: I don't think I can get there.
4: Yeah. Uh, Give me guys
5: like Anderson and Slayton instead if I'm going to take a shot. Yeah, it might be somebody. Drew
4: Locke today, too. So, it is. Yeah, Yeah. so there you yeah. go. That's right. Um, Keenan Allen?
5: Hard pass for me. Austin Eckler instead.
4: All right, good stuff. Maybe we'll talk about Drew Locke in the next segment. So it's Mike and Joe here. On the grid, live at the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey. It's the Sports Grid TV studio. Will and Brian here with us producing. Be right back after this.
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what?
4: if you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season, then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the DailyRoto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using DailyRoto, you're just doing it wrong. So enter the promo code ACTION A C T I O N for ten percent discount. That's a promo code ACTION for a ten percent discount. DailyRoto Where millionaires are made. So let's try to make some millions uh, here uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, with Joe P. Sabia. I'm Mike Bluet. Thanks for joining us on Pluto and Zumo. And getting on the grid if you want to follow us on youtube go to the sports grid network and if you're on instagram at sports grid tv you'll find all our information there some good video clips there and certainly links uh in the bio to all the latest uh video information and content uh let's go to qb's so i can't start qb conversation in 2019 without lamar jackson at the top of the list
5: yeah and he's a contrarian play the best fantasy quarterback in the planet right now is a contrarian play because of the 49ers defense. And I'll tell you what, 49ers defense has struggled twice this year. They've struggled against Kyler Murray, and they've struggled against Russell Wilson. Where they have in common, those are quarterbacks that can move around the pocket make things happen with their legs. And obviously that last time I checked, Pretty much sounds a lot like Lamar Jackson, doesn't it, Mike? So for me, I actually think Jackson is playable. Now, you don't have to play him this week because there are a lot better values there, especially with guys like Winston uh, lower down the trough, especially guys like uh, Kyler Murray, who I think is a great matchup. I know he's been dealing with that hamstring issue, but he's going to play today. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I think it was more of a management just to make sure he got to this game all right. But uh, I think it's a week to pay down a quarterback, but if you really like to pay up and you want to, to be a little different and you think everybody, you know, maybe the Ravens can shock the world here and really put a hurting on the 49ers, then Lamar Jackson's that guy.
4: Yeah, and, and, and I think obviously the value in Lamar is always going to be the fact that he has the ability to be an RB1 each and every week. Yeah. Can he do that against the Niners? I think it'll be a tough task, but we saw him carve up the Rams in a way that we didn't hey, expect to do Hey, he did it against the that. Patriots, yeah. who
5: have as good of a defense basically, at least on paper, yeah, you know, as the 49ers do. So yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean,
4: I'd say the Niners' front seven is probably the best in the league, okay. right? So I, I think they're going to really work as hard as they can to contain Lamar. Nobody's really been able to do it yet. His only bad game, his only bad game, was against the Steelers, ironically, and that was before we knew the Steelers' were defense was any, any good. So uh, we will. I, I should note, though, in our quarterback projections on Daily roto this week in the main slate on Fanduel, Pat Mahomes is a slightly higher projection by about. Uh, a little less than a point about a half a point um, and he is $100 cheaper on Fandle we've talked a little bit about how we don't think the weather is going to impact him today we talked about Tyreek Hill we talked about uh, Sammy Watkins being a value Travis Kelsey's at the top of our tight end projections so talk a little bit about Mahomes and then we'll move on to some other guys
5: well look I mean it's hard not to be glowing about Mahomes it's a great opportunity we mentioned before too Mike that there's absolutely no run game here so what are you worried about it <laughs> should all go to Mahomes and I kind of feel like People are forgetting how good Mahomes was last year. Just as a reminder, the guy threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and it was his first full season. So he's been hurt this year. The weapons around him have been hurt. The offensive lines had some issues. There's been a lot of reasons where you could look at this year in Patrick Mahomes and kind of throw your hands up but forget how good he was last year. This is a huge game for them, a game that's going to propel them into the playoffs, so for me especially with New England looming in a couple weeks for them. For me, this is a, this is a big game for Mahomes and another one of those. If you're going to pay up a quarterback, it's Jackson, it's Mahomes. If not, you got to go down to that next year.
4: Only a one-game lead on the Raiders, so if the Raiders yeah. were able to pull off the upset today, they're tied and the Raiders uh, have a win against them. So uh, Carson Wentz, let's talk about him because this Philly offense has fallen apart. Uh, I think Wentz has looked pretty bad. Uh, whether it's his fault or the wide receiver's fault. It's been some debate. I saw a really good film breakdown over the week that suggests that the wide receivers, who obviously are not his A, even his A wide receivers, are not theirs. No Deshaun Jackson. There was no Alshon Jeffrey. So Greg Ward, Nelson Aguilar with a 57% catch rate. It's put Carson Wentz in a bad light, but he is a good value this week going to, going up against the Miami defense that is virtually without their entire starting secondary from the start of the year.
5: He is? My concern is, again, the weapons, the upside. Uh, Zach Ertz was also banged up going into this week, too. He had some mispractice time as well. Uh, He's going to play. He's pushing through to play. That's not good. So now you're taking away even the favorite target there, just because Jeffrey's on the field. Look, Jeffrey's okay, but I'm going to fade away from Wentz here. I think this is a very chalky kind of... Trap, especially we consider guys like Foles, guys like Winston, even to a certain extent, a guy we talked earlier about that nobody seems to get any credit to is Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's another one of these guys, been very good. Kyler Murray, everybody from that fan duel price of 77 down to about 73. There's a lot of good value there. And two guys too not to forget about, Sam Darnold, great value on DK today against the Bengals. And in that same game, Andy Dalton returning great opportunity for him he's just 4600 over on dk and look i find it very hard to believe even against the jets even though he hasn't played in a while that he can't come away mike with 17 points and if he comes away with somewhere 17 points that is a fantastic value for andy dalton and it allows you to go basically get whatever you want or we talked about earlier how do you get McCaffrey in a lineup it's a guy like andy dalton at 46 on dk
4: so would you stack andy dalton with anybody
5: Uh, I would prefer to run him out there by himself. (laughs) But if I had to, it would be Boyd because that's another low, cost-efficient guy. So if you are going to pay up for McCaffrey, you're probably going to need even more salary relief just to get him in a lineup. But if you went with Boyd and McCaffrey, and Dalton together as a trio, you can make that work if you are dying to get CMC into a lineup today, which makes sense.
4: One important injury update. We we didn't really talk about him in the running back uh, section, but Matt Breida, uh, according to Adam Schefter, 49ers want a fully healthy Breida for New Orleans next week, so he will be out today versus the Ravens one more week for Breida. uh, That hurts them too. That brings brings, uh, Tevin Coleman, obviously, it, but it also funnels some carries to Remo Sturt and uh, – Jeffrey, Wilson, Jeffrey Jr. Wilson, Jr., too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So All
5: hands on deck today.
4: Yeah. So uh, – yeah, I was, we'll get into some injury stuff in a bit. Let's move over to any other uh, QBs here. Aaron Rodgers uh, here behind us today. You, know, it's funny, you much like much Devontae I've Adams talked about
5: everybody on the team. I keep not talking about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has not given you big fantasy days. No, even when Devontae Adams had a big game, like that was the one time. <laughs> that was the one time where you got a big game out of Rodgers. But even in some good games for other people and some very good games for Jones, I'm not saying you can't go Rodgers. You absolutely can, and I think it's actually a little different today. But I think when you're looking at it in terms of who do you want to pay for, at 81, eh, that's a tough sell. I'm already up there. Can I save $400, $500, go to Winston or Murray? I would. He's kind of that in-between. If you don't want to pay up for Mahomes but you want a higher floor, against the Giants, I think you could do that with Rodgers. So he's kind of that in-between quarterback. Maybe you pay a little less on a defense.
4: Yeah, and the last three games around Rodgers, 20 of 33 for a touchdown, 17 of 29, no touchdowns, 23 of 35, one touchdown. You have to go back to the Kansas City game uh, when they won that game, 31-24, 23 of 33, and three scores the one before that against Oakland where he had five touchdowns. So it has been basically a month. It was October 27th, uh, the last time he put up a game that you wanted to start him uh, in DFS. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, you talked a little bit about him. Love Kyler uh, Christian Kirk, the guy you want to pair him with today?
5: Uh, no. Uh, actually, I prefer Drake, to tell you the truth. Okay. I think you just you let Kyler Murray continue to do what he's doing well, which is find the open guy. You don't invest heavily on a stack here with Kyler Murray. You kind of run him out by himself. If you do want to pair him with somebody because you're really just down on the Rams, and I think Drake is the guy because, again, that's a nice value there. But uh, Kyler Murray by himself is always the preferred entity because then you don't have to count on him finding Kirk or finding Fitzgerald or, you know, is it Isabelle? Who knows? None of us know. So it's better to just run him out there by himself solo.
4: So uh, I got good and bad news about Travis Kelsey. He's on the main slate. Pat Mahomes is healthy. Put that in quotes. Tyreek Hill is back. Sammy Watkins is there. Full compliment. Does it hurt or help him?
5: No, it helps. Absolutely helps. I think that's part of why you've gotten kind of a negative season from Travis Kelsey by his standards at the very least. And um, I'll tell you what, I'm a little concerned with Mark Andrews in this one too, another tight end we usually like. Zach Ertz is banged up. There's a lot of issues at tight end right now. Hunter Henry is a nice value at 6.6. But I'll tell you, for me, and I hope Ertz is on the field, even if he's not, I like this guy. It's Dallas Goddard. I think Goddard has become that other guy, probably the second target for Carson Wentz and in a game against the Dolphins I just really like his opportunity love the price he is cost effective he's efficient he can catch the football uh, he's just 5,200. If you want to go down a little bit and differentiate, you can do some lines with Goddard. And then at 50, uh, I think 54 is Ryan Griffin. You can get some pieces of him as well with the Jets. So those are the kind of tight ends I'm looking at. I'm fading the top of this board I here. love Ryan
4: Griffin. He's yeah. been a huge he's been pickup for seasonal fantasy, and he's been great. He's been money. But even with Hurts the there, weeks.
5: Goddard's been pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's in, because we've missed some of those guys, yeah. like the Jeffries. But I feel like at this point, don't you feel like Carson Wentz kind of looks for those guys
4: this that is this is the first time I can remember that, and it's it's minuscule. Dallas Goddard is projected for more fantasy points today on Daily Rota than Zach Ertz. It's the first time I can remember that happening. Obviously, uh, the Ertz injury is impacting that, but the projections are what the projections are right hey. now. It's 8.54 to 8.61, so minuscule. 24 but targets in his last four games. That's right. That's a lot of targets last time I checked. Why not just go with the two tight end offense, by the way, if all the wide receivers are... Yeah. Unreliable. It's what they've been doing due to injury or due to drops or whatever it might be. So uh, I think Goddard's a really good play today there. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, per usual, he's just a a volume guy with no Hunter Renfro that probably uh, concentrates more targets to him potentially, even if it's only a couple. Uh, We talked about Hunter Henry and Noah Font. Font, One last guy, Drew Locke could be a safety valve option for him. And Font's become a bigger part of the offense in recent weeks.
5: Yeah, you know the the tricky thing here is we started to get confident with him because Fant was playing with Allen and Allen was looking for him. Now we're back to square one. We don't know where uh, Drew Locke's going to look. So you could take a flyer, you could take a shot because it's gotten better and he's shown you of late that he can be an interesting part of this offense. Plus, young quarterbacks tend to always check down and look for that safer route anyway or that little check down safety blanket tight end. So that makes a lot of sense there that they would probably go that route anyway. But considering the price of Ryan Griffin, considering the price of... Uh, Dallas Goddard in the matchup, I think you lean with those guys and pay a little bit more and get a little bit more upside.
4: Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I think their matchups are too good. So, uh, all right, let's do defenses right off the top. You're going to have the Panthers going up against Wayne, Haskins, and Washington. What do you think?
5: Uh, well, it's hard not to like that one. You have to pay for it, that's for sure. Uh, but at the same time, it's very difficult not to like that matchup there because the turnovers are going to be there with Haskins, probably. Um, you're talking about the Redskins on the road. I actually think the sneaky defense today is uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Cleveland Browns. interesting. They lost to the Browns last time. The Browns kind of had their way a little bit. They got, you know. Baker
4: was really good in the first
5: half of that game. But they figured him out in the second.
4: And then they moved over to the run game. And, yes, the Steelers did shut it down a little bit. he had a lot of success in those first 20 minutes because I remember I was on air that night. There was a – one of the guys, I think it was Gabe Marenzi, he'll be here with me on Pro Football today, had a Baker over-passing prop, mm-hmm. and he had like 150 in 20 minutes in, and he didn't go over 220 for the game. His so,
5: defense is good. Your defense at home, very good. So, even though they've got all those weapons back, I think there's a little chippiness there. Division rivalry game could be potentially lower total than people realize. I also wouldn't sleep on Tennessee today. That's another decent uh, value of defense, especially on the DraftKings side. Uh, That matchup against Indianapolis, even though it's on the road, I like what they're doing. They're controlling the game, controlling the football, time of possession. I think Tennessee is doing a good job with that.
4: Eagles are against Miami, but it's $5,000 on FanDuel, so you have to pay up for a defense that has played much better for the last five or six weeks. But... Uh, we don't think is an attacking style of defense. You need Fitz, is might be good for a couple of turnovers. Uh, you have the Jets going up against Andy Dalton and the Bengals today. Decent value. How about the Packers here with the turnover happy? Packers Giants.
5: are a good one too. Daniel Jones fumbled more than anybody else in football this year. Yeah, keep that in mind.
4: And the Browns, Browns going up against Duck Hodges. I think the Steelers are keep it close to the best. I don't know the ball's in the air that much today, but that's it for us, folks. It looks like Joe's in love with the Packers today. They can't shade away from the Ravens just because they're playing the Niners. It's DFS today. Good luck today, everybody. We'll be right back with Joe on Roto Experts.
3: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now the DailyRodo.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join dailyrodo.com.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick.
3: Miss. No, I missed. Here's what you missed on DFS today. So I missed.
4: So let's get to the next guy on our projections, and that is Saquon Barkley. So they're going to be playing out here at one o'clock, MetLife, which is uh, right behind us here. Uh, the weather today, which I think some people are concerned about here, I can tell you that it really isn't that bad right now. It's a little chilly. Uh, We expect some flurries and some rain, but it's expected to be a little bit later in the day. So I think first half you'll see virtually no precipitation. Second half you might see a little bit. It isn't terribly windy, but uh, Saquon Barkley, a guy I feel like we haven't talked about in a while because he's been banged up and because the Giants haven't really produced very much.
5: Uh, And Saquon hasn't produced very much either. A couple weeks ago we were looking at him at 7,900. There was a great opportunity there, uh, and unfortunately it just didn't happen. And now he's at 76 over on Fanduel, and I got to be honest with you, I'm still concerned. He's got just 13 fantasy points over the last two weeks. I understand all the numbers look really good uh, with him against Green Bay potentially, as a you know just from a fantasy standpoint. But I'll tell you what, I prefer Aaron Jones in this one. And I know Aaron Jones has had some clunkers too, but last week I cannot, I can't blame those games on Aaron Jones because when Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough time to even hike the ball. There's very little you can do. The Giants' defense is not very good. They don't get to the quarterback very well. They don't do a lot of things well. They that was actually a well. compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. It's awful. All right, I was trying to be nice. It's awful. That's yeah. that's uh, Mike's uh, Mike's less polite than I am, I guess. Yeah. Which is funny because you wouldn't think that. Yeah. You would think
4: I'm the less this pocket polite. Pocket square guy. makes you think that I'm polite. Yeah. Really. It
5: actually, actually, politeness comes with this pocket square. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. But you know what? I, I even think that. Um, in this one when you're looking at other running backs too in this slate. I think Le'Veon Bell is a guy you can't forget because the floor of Le'Veon Bell and Cash is so good. The matchup against the Bengals is really good as well. Uh, You look at the potential for a touchdown. Last week we talked about him too. Even if he doesn't get that touchdown, I still feel like Le'Veon Bell is a really good return. And I'll tell you what, Mike, once we turn the page into November, it becomes Derrick Henry season. And if you listened to last week's show, we heard how much you like Derrick Henry over here. And I just, I can't get away from that. When you get to this time of year, the Titans offense is playing a bit better. The Tannehill's a really good Hills played very well since he came over there he's making top plays top five QB plays. Fantasy. he's doing everything that you ask him to do now i don't love any of the receivers but that makes me like derrick henry even more because yeah. i feel like henry just keeps getting that volume and volume is king that's one of these things we always talk about here on the show at daily roto especially so uh when i'm looking at this one that's another guy to me that just absolutely pops and on the full point ppr Keep in mind Philip Lindsay against the Chargers. Also keep in mind Eckler in that game as well. I know they're moving a quarterback there in Denver, so Drew Locke's going to get his uh, start there, his first debut. And um, I'll tell you what, Mike, when you look at this one, I think that Eckler's another guy you go back to. Uh, Even though Gordon has played pretty well recently, I'm looking in that full-point PPR, and I'm thinking Eckler's a really good value where he is price-wise on DK. Him and Lindsay both don't usually like the two running backs in the same game. We did last week. It was Fournette and Derrick Henry at work then.